Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm bringing you guys Week 11 waiver wire ads for fantasy football in 2020. Inside of this video, we are going to be going over my top guys at the running back, wide receiver, as well as tight end position to pick up this week in week number 11. Now, some of these guys are going to be on bye, obviously, because there's multiple teams on bye this week, but we're nearing the end of bye weeks, and we're getting close to the fantasy football playoff push for this season. So if you guys want to make sure... You get that advantage over your opponents, over your friends, over your foes, whatever you want to call them, or over some random motherfuckers on the internet who you're playing with. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button because you guys are going to want to be eating W's like your name was Famous Jameis Winston. So before we get into this, please make sure that you guys hit the subscribe button as well as I'd like to give you guys a quick word from my friends and my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. OverlayDFS.com offers two games on their website, the Progressive and BRW tournaments, as well as the Matchup Shop. Personally, I think the Matchup Shop is the way to go, but obviously I play on both sides of the website, but I'd like you guys to listen real quick about the Matchup Shop. Now, the Matchup Shop is as simple as it gets. Who scores more fantasy points in a player versus player matchup? Dalvin Cook, minus three points, or Kirk Cousins, plus three fantasy football points. It is that simple. You just pick one out of these guys. You can pick all of them and parlay them together or you can pick all of them and not parlay them together you can put as much money as you want you can play as much as you want or as little as you want you want to just bet 50 cents on it go ahead and slowly accumulate some cash make sure you guys check it out overlaydfs.com it's super easy you guys do all this research every single week to win your fantasy league so why not win some extra cash on top of it on overlaydfs.com And we are back. Let's get into it. Week 11 waiver wire ads for fantasy football in 2020. We begin with Wayne Gallman, running back of the New York football Giants. So this week, if you need a waiver wire fill-in running back, you're not going to be looking at Wayne Gallman because the New York football Giants are on bye. But right now, Gallman has had not one, not two, not three, but four successful games in a row of over 13 PPR points. And getting that off the waiver wire is something that's almost obscene and crazy at this point in the season. Wayne Gallman may be a guy that gets dropped this week during the waivers because people need these bi-week felons. The running backs are very far and in between in between, I don't even know what the saying is, far and few between because there aren't that many this year with so many guys just going off and fucking passing away, seeming like getting hurt for the rest of the season or out for a bunch of weeks. Wayne Gallman is going to be a nice pretty penny that you can find on the waiver wire and is a guy that not a lot of people own in smaller kind of leagues. I understand if you're in like a 14-team league, the odds Wayne Gallman is available is very, very slim, like Slim Shady, aka Eminem, but at the end of the day, I think Wayne Gallman is going to be a very useful ad for your fantasy football team. Last week up against the Philadelphia Eagles, Wayne Gallman punched in two touchdowns on 18 rushes for 53 rushing yards. He also had one reception on two targets for seven receiving yards, but understand Wayne Gallman is not going to be the kind of guy that's fucking Christian McCaffrey light or something who's going to catch seven million passes. That frankly just is not true in this New York football Giants offense. They have other guys that'll catch the ball there, 19 PPR points and 18.5 half PPR points in that game. So if you want a guy for the future, it seems like Devontae Freeman is going to be missing some significant time this season. Wayne Gallman is going to slot right in to be a very useful player in your lineup as a running back to potential even flex kind of play. Sure, he might not be a top 10 running back on a weekly basis, but he does... He is a player that provides, I should say, a decent amount of upside in an offense that actually hasn't looked all that bad 
as of recently. Next running back is Sullivan Ahmed, running back of the Miami Dolphins at the Denver Broncos this week. It seems like Kasicki, not Kasicki, Miles Gaskin, I should say, is going to be gone for at least one more game. And is Matt Burita ever going to end up getting fucking healthy today? The Dolphins ended up cutting running back Jordan Howard after he only ended up playing in a couple of games as a Dolphins fan. It was very sad to see we paid this guy so much fucking money. And all he did was score like four touchdowns. You know, that's great, obviously. Helped the Dolphins win some game, but a very sad signing for him, obviously, because he didn't do all that much. But this Ahmed man out of FSU has been a baller. I'm just kidding. He played for Washington. But with that said, Salvador Ahmed's rookie season hasn't been all that great, obviously. Why is that? Because he has not really gotten the opportunity to play. Besides last week, up against the Los Angeles Chargers, where he toted the rock 21 times for 85 rushes and one rushing touchdown, one reception on one target for five receiving yards, 16 PPR points, and 15.5 half PPR points. Salvin Ahmed looked very good in this offense. Again, kind of like with Wayne Gallman, he's not really going to get all that much use in the receiving game due to the fact that they have Patrick Laird there, who's actually a very competent running back at catching passes for the Miami Dolphins. When the Dolphins cause so many turnovers, then they're going to be up in this game up against the Denver Broncos. Salvin Ahmed is going to be given a whole bunch of opportunity to tote the rock this week at the Denver Broncos, who got absolutely Molly Watt last week up against the Raiders, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins stuck it in 12 inches deep in that Denver defense, and Salvin Ahmed is going to be a part of that offense. Next game, or next player here, Kalen Balazs, former Miami Dolphins running back, now running back of the Los Angeles Chargers this week. He goes up against the New York Football Jets. Now, he's had two great games in a row, and the second one was obviously up against the Dolphins last week. Eckler is likely gone. He said on his Twitch live stream, week 13 is his targeted comeback. Now, I saw a video of him practicing, so I'm thinking maybe he can come back slightly earlier, but maybe he'll come back week 12. I highly doubt he gets the nod to go week 11 in a very easy matchup up against the New York Football Jets. Why risk injury of a player when you should be able to easily hit the New York Football Giants, or the New York Football Jets, I should say, with the 1-2 goddamn Mayweather. Sam Darnold is not going to be playing in this game, so it may end up being a murder by Justin Herbert the pervert and friends in Los Angeles. Week 10 at the Miami Dolphins. Blige toted the rock 18 times. It says 18 receptions, but in reality, it's 18 18 carries for 68 rushing yards, one off of being very nice. Having five receptions on six targets for 34 receiving yards, 15.2 PPR points, and 12.7 half PPR points. With Eckler also gone, Justin Jackson is now on the IR. So it seems like Kalen Balaj is the running back one on this team. Joshua Kelly just does not cut it. He does not look like the running back he looked like early in the season. Taking away touches from Austin Eckler, just not the same dude as it was at the beginning of the season. So the Balaj, even though it was a revenge game up against the Dolphins, guess what? The New York Football Jets had Kalen Balaj on their team for like two fucking games. So it's another revenge game narrative for the Bellagio this week up against the New York Football Jets. He seems like a decent pickup, but again, he's Kalen fucking Bellage. So my kind of trust meter is at an all-time low. The risk meter is at an all-time high, but the potential is actually pretty high in this matchup up against the New York Football Jets. Next guy here, Damian Harris running back of the New England Deflatriots at the Houston Texans. This is a perfect matchup, a menu freak matchup for Damian Harris to go balls to the window, to the wall, to the sweat drip down his balls, till all of them females crawl. I'm not going to sing the rest of the lyrics because then YouTube is going to take my money away because I sound just like the man who sings that song. But Damian Harris 
has looked great. Now, he's actually this far back in the video because I actually think in most leagues he is an owned running back in a lot of leagues, but he is under that 60% owned mark on uh, ESPN, I believe I was looking at. So he's definitely available in some leagues. So if you guys have not snagged Harris yet, you guys are more of the professionals. You know, you watch my fucking videos. You know what's what. You're going to be able to already have Damian Harris on your team, but if for some reason some dumbass dropped him in your league, go ahead, you scurry around the waiver wire. I was going to say scurvy around, but that's like the disease pirates get. Scurry around the waiver wire after people start cutting people on Tuesday night because then there's just going to be some random ass bright spot over there that if you don't look for, you will never notice. In one of my leagues, someone dropped Debo Samuel. People were dropping all these players that are actually pretty good that you wouldn't notice had you not have looked at the waiver wire in the morning after the waivers happened and Tuesday at night, obviously, or they clear Wednesday in the morning. Damian Harris, running back of the New England Patriots, has looked very good. He has toted the rock 100 total yards, three games now thus far this season. It seems like Sony Michelle may end up returning this week, maybe next week, but how much effect does that have on Harris, who has looked like one of the better running backs in the NFL as of recently? We tend up against the Baltimore Ravens in a rainy game, which is obviously going to be advantageous for the running back position. Up against the Ravens, toted the rock 22 times for 121 rushing yards, 12.1 PPR points, and 12.1 half PPR points. Don't fret. This motherfucker will never catch the ball. If he gets one target, I would shit my pants because they have Rex Burkhead and James White to do that. Damian Harris is strictly a run, run, run the ball gently down the stream player. He's going to get a bunch of handoffs, rush for 100 yards. The Houston Texans defense sucks cock. He's going to be able to easily hit him with the 1-2 Mayweather as he's running past him. 100 yards again this game up against the Houston Texans as long as Michelle does not return. If he does, it's more iffy in my opinion. Next running back here is Cam Akers, running back of the Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in prime time on Monday Night Football. I forecast him to see more work going forward. Now, does that mean that this week he blows the back out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense? Probably not. But I do project that in the future this season, we may be able to see games where you can actually start Cam Akers based on his usage going up in this offense. Week 10 up against the Seattle Seahawks, who are a god-awful defense. He had 10 rushes for 38 rushing yards, 3.8 PPR points, the 3.8 half PPR points. But what you'd like to see for Akers is him getting work. Akers this year has been completely blackballed by the Los Angeles Rams offense. They've completely cucked him for Darrell Henderson as well as Malcolm Brown. Now, it obviously did not help that this guy ended up getting hurt and missing a couple of games, but now maybe they're freeing Cam Akers, letting him soar, letting him fly, and be the running back that you drafted him to be. So if you can pick him up off your waiver wire, go ahead and pick him up as a nice stash running back for the future. Next guy here is a guy that I'm like 50-50 on, not because of his talent, but because I don't know what the fuck is going to happen in Seattle next week. Alex Collins, running back of the Seattle Seahawks, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens, versus the Arizona Cardinals this week. Carson and Hyde are not locks, in my opinion, to start week number 11 in this matchup up against the Cardinals. He got slightly more work than Wiki Wiki DJ Dallas last week, which completely demolished, hurt, sent astray, sent awry. My pick of DJ Dallas actually doing good last week, so that's really a shame. But Collins did actually look good in this backfield. Week 10 at the LA Rams, 11 rushes for 43 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, one reception on two targets, four receiving yards, 11.7 PPR points, and 11.2 half PPR points. So if either Carson or Hyde return, Alex Collins is going to be about as useful as a used fucking condom. But if 
we don't see them return, Alex Collins could be a guy you can jolt right into your lineup going up against a not-so-hot Arizona Cardinals defense as of recently. They're pretty good against the run, but Alex Collins will be able to be involved in the pass-catching game as well. So I think Collins will do just fine as long as, obviously, Carson and Hyde miss the game. But at this point, it seems like Carson's probably leaning closer to playing considering it seemed like that he's been like a true 50-50 since three weeks ago when he ended up getting hurt. Now to the wide receiver section of the video. So if you guys have ended up enjoying this video thus far, please make sure to hit that like button down below, as well as if you're new, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Jacoby Myers is the number one wide receiver pickup for this week. He was a guy I liked a decent amount last week, but I wasn't too sure I was completely bought in on the player. Turns out I was kind of wrong. He was very productive two games in a row and looked very good up against the Baltimore Ravens last night in that Sunday night football game. This week gets the Houston Texans in Houston, who again are not very good at all. And if you look at it, this game is not going to be some shit-tier weather like we saw in Houston and in New England last game. Well, it wasn't shitty weather in Houston. It was Cleveland played shitty weather in Houston, and then New England played in shitty weather in New England. This game is in Houston in a dome. So Week 10 versus the Baltimore Ravens. Jacoby Myers said, fuck it. I'm the captain now. Cam Newton, you can sit on the bench. I'm throwing a goddamn dime like I'm not even trying. Shout-out to Trace McSorley. One pass for 24 yards, one passing Hoodie to Mr. Sexy Rexy Burkhead. Now, that ball was maybe the weirdest look. It looked like it was thrown by Russell Wilson if Russell Wilson had no idea how to put an oomph into the ball because it was like that nice little rainbow drop, you know? The nice drop, if you guys are watching this on video, the nice drop that goes right into the guy's hands, right? But instead, it was like a duck. It was like fucking in the air. It was floating. It was going like, woo! And it landed somehow perfectly into his hands. So pretty fucking good play by Jacoby Myers. It was only a touchdown. One pass for 24 yards. One passing touchdown in this game. He also had five receptions for seven targets to acquire 59 receiving yards, 15.9 PPR points, and 13.4 half PPR points. So while I don't think Jacoby Myers is ever going to throw another fucking touchdown, if he's going to be a guy that is targeted as heavily in this offense with Nikhil Harris not looking very good as it completely stands. Cam Newton and Jacoby Myers have clearly found that nice connection with Julian Edelman likely not returning for a decent amount more time. Jacoby Myers is a clear wide receiver one in this lineup. Now, is the wide receiver one in fantasy football? Probably not, but he's a guy you can definitely throw into your flex and his wide receiver two upside this week up against the Houston Texans. Next guy up here is Alan Lazard, the Lazard King, wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers at Indy this week. Now, he could be playing this week. I've been saying this for the last three weeks. Right now, if he doesn't come back this week, he has to fucking play next week. So make sure you get him now before it is a little bit too late. The last time Lazard ended up suiting up was week three versus the New Orleans Saints. Six receptions, eight targets, 146 receiving yards, one touchdown, 26.4 PPR points, and 23.4 half PPR points. So if you guys have seen how well MVS has suited himself into this lineup as of recently, just imagine that, but better with Alan Lazard. So make sure you guys pick him up before it's a little too late. I know this Indianapolis Colts defense does look fierce. It looks a bit scary over there in Indianapolis, but I think Alan Lazard and Mr. Discount Double Check will be able to get it done as long as Lazard suits up this week. Next guy here is Jalen Rager, wide receiver of the Philadelphia Eagles at the Cleveland Brownies this week. Fulgham went completely silent into the night like it was a holy night, uh, that Christmas song, against the New York Football Giants last week. Now, do I think Fulgham is going to completely descent into terribleism for fantasy football? No, but I think Jalen Rager has shown this offense that he is a viable piece. My only issue is that this Philadelphia Eagles offense looks fucking terrible. It just does. It looks like 
they have such an easy schedule that I feel like they're just going to end up winning the NFC East, but they look like a terrible team. That's my biggest issue with Rager is that he's in such a shitty situation, and the Browns' defense actually looks pretty good. Week 10 up against the New York Football Giants, he had seven targets for four receptions, 47 receiving yards, 8.7 PPR points, and 6.4 half PPR points. So obviously he's not out there being a fucking world beater, but since the wide receiver kind of waiver wire space is so top heavy the guys before this are just so much better than Rager that if you have an open spot and you want to take a guy to stash or you're potentially in a shitty spot we have to start a guy this week there's definitely much worse options than Mr. Rager next guy up here is Cole Beasley wide receiver of the Buffalo Bills now he's all the way back here because he has a bye this week he's actually looked very good thus far this season even with John Brown healthy week 10 up against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona in that game that they lost because Kyler Murray threw a fucking dot to D hop and D hop somehow emerged. He has the black gloves on. There's fucking six hands of Buffalo Bills players. All they all have these white gloves on and you see the black gloves just fucking go up there, snag the thing, bring it down. It was the most beautiful catch I've ever seen in my life. It was it was orgasmic, to be honest with you. I don't like the Bills. I don't like the the Cardinals. Obviously, I'm a Dolphins fan. I don't hate either of those teams, so I wasn't, like, disgusted that the Cardinals won, or I wouldn't have been disgusted if the Bills won. I, frankly, just couldn't care less. But watching that play was amazing. Cole Beasley looked very good in this game and was very heavily ut- utilized in this offense. 11 receptions on 13 targets for over 100 yards, totaling 109 receiving yards, one touchdown, 27.9 PPR points, and 22.4 half PPR points. So Cole Beasley certainly had... Probably the best game, not of his career, I would say, but one of the better ones of his career, as he had never has really been that alpha wide receiver on the team, which he's not. He's just the slack guy that Josh Allen just seems to love to throw the ball to. So there's a lot worse options out there than Cole Beasley. He's a guy that you can throw into your flux, and you just hope he gets above, like, nine points. And pretty much every single game, he does end up doing that. Now on to the next wide receiver, Michael Pittman, wide receiver of the Indianapolis Colts, going up against the Green Bay Packers in this matchup. He had his first ever big game of his NFL career because he's a rookie out of USC this week on Thursday night football or last week on Thursday night football week 10 at the Tennessee Titans had seven receptions for eight target or eight targets on seven receptions 101 receiving yards 19.2 PPR points and 15.7 half PPR points for Mr. Pittman it seems like he's the clear number one guy there when Hilton is not playing too well and Zach Pascal is kind of like a 50-50 type of player so it seems like Pittman has really emerged in this offense and we may actually see the coming out party of Michael Pittman being very fucking good this season a year early before I kind of thought he would have that sophomore breakout season next season for the Indianapolis Colts and the Colts look very good under Phil the Thrill Rivers next wide receiver here is Brashad Perryman wide receiver of the New York Football Jets at the Los Angeles Chargers him and cool Joe Flacco are going to have that connection because they played in Baltimore together. Perryman was drafted by the Ravens, wasn't that good, goes to Tampa Bay, looked very good when Evans and Godwin were hurt, so then he becomes kind of one of those big names in the offseason, goes to the Jets, kind of gets screwed over because my old man Sam hasn't looked all that good, but Joe Flacco and him definitely have a connection this week up against the Los Angeles Chargers in L.A., and the L.A. defense looks like complete and utter dick. If the Dolphins wanted to really hammered down on the Chargers if they didn't really feel like they were up in the game and they were just trying to run out the clock they probably could have scored seven million points on the Chargers he is more of he had one game this season that was pretty good he's more of a stash player like kind of a guy that you throw in your lineup it's like fucking YOLO right I maybe he plays like shit or maybe he just fucking rails me right in the ass but you know what I'm gonna play him because the matchup is good and I wouldn't even judge you for doing that week nine versus the New England Patriots last week he obviously had a bye five receptions seven targets 101 receiving yards not one but a two touchdowns 20 
27.1 PPR points and 24.6 half PPR points. Now, there's definitely competition around him in New York to be the number one wide receiver in targets for the team, but it doesn't seem like he needs that. He's a big play player for this New York football Jets team, and with Cool Joe Flacco, I actually think Perryman's an all right start this week. Now onto the next wide receiver here, and then we are onto the tight end section of the video. We've got Willie Sneed, wide receiver of the Baltimore Ravens versus the Tennessee Titans this week. He's a complete and utter boom or bust pickup. Willie Sneed either scores like two fucking touchdowns or he just watches as the team runs the ball seven million times for the Ravens. So last week we saw his boom game up against the New England Patriots in the rainy rain rain. At New England, five receptions, seven targets, 64 receiving yards, two tutties, 23.4 PPR points, and 20.9 half PPR points. The Tennessee Titans off, I mean, not offense, their offense is all right. Pretty good, actually. I would say their defense is complete shit, though. Just gets, just absolutely crumbles like a goddamn cookie in your hand. So Willie Sneed may be able to get loose in this matchup. This is definitely a plus matchup for Willie Sneed. The only worry, though, is the guy either really blows up or just completely disappears on you. And it's kind of hard to start a player like that in your lineup. Now onto the tight end section of the video. So again, if you guys have ended up enjoying the video thus far, please make sure to drop a like down below as well as a subscribe if you are new. Tyler Higby, tight end of the Los Angeles Rams at Tampa Bay this week. Now, Higby looked very, very good last week up against the Seahawks. Why is that? Because the Seahawks aren't that good at defense. Higby was dropped in many leagues. So I'm not saying he's like a must-start tight end, but the tight end landscape on the waiver wire right now is so shit. It, it just really is. So if you're looking for a start that you need with upside, I'd go with Higby this week up against the Bucks. The Bucks look all right on defense against the tight end. Uh, last week against Seattle, three receptions on six targets for 60 receiving yards, nine PPR points, and 7.5 half PPR points. So he's not the second coming of fantasy football, Jesus Christ, but he could get it done just enough to make you win your matchup this week. Final tight end here is Logan Thomas, LT, tight end of the Washington football team, going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I actually think if you just have more cojones, Logan Thomas would be the tight end one to be picking up on the week because his upside, in my opinion, is far much more. But I feel much safer throwing Higby into my lineup because I feel like he's not going to take a nice shit right on my chest and sign his name T.H. Tyler Higby right all over my chest. Week 10 at the, at the Detroit Lions for Logan Thomas. He had four receptions on six targets for 66 receiving yards, 10.6 PPR points, and 8.6 half PPR points. He's pretty much the only other target on this offense, not named the two running backs, J.D. McKisson, Titties, and uh, Antonio Gibson, or Terry McLaurin. So Thomas has been all right this season. This is a very good matchup up against the Cincinnati Bengals. So you could do much worse than picking up Mr. Logan Thomas for your league this week. So thank you guys so much for watching. Let me know if you guys did end up enjoying down below in the comment section. I love you all. Make sure you guys check out OverlayDFS.com. Link down below in the description. I'll see you beautiful bastards tomorrow with yet another banger of a video. As always, guys, stay safe. I love you all. Kaboom!